Hello, this is Mike Gettle and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Welcome to the 13th episode of our Season 2 podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we are joined by 21st Amendment Brewing co-founder Nico Freccia. Freccia, I'm sorry if I didn't get that right, but uh, Nico, great to have you on with us today and uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, and happy to be here. And don't worry, uh, the, my name has been butchered way worse than that in the past. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, I, my my name is Gettle, and it needs a vowel at the end. So I'm look. I've been looking for Vanna White for the last fifty six years. So I... <laughs> perfect. Yeah, well, so Steve's got uh, your Blood Orange IPA, your Brew Free series, and I'm drinking the Tasty IPA. So. Steve, yep. you start off. You've got the good one there, it, and I. Well, we both got good ones here. Yeah, it, it's a nice beer, Nico. Uh, it's got uh, um, a, a good hop balance. Um, I'm kind of a traditionalist, so I, you know, when people start putting fruit stuff in my beer, I'm a little bit uh, picky about that. But but this is a great beer, um, using some good hops. I hope. Well, that's good to hear. It's funny. Um uh, probably, boy, it's, I don't, it's probably been five years ago when when I think um, Ballast Point started making these fruit IPAs yep. famous with their uh, beginning with the grapefruit sculpin and then right. they later added the pineapple and people started jumping on that bandwagon and came out with what we were calling fruit salad beers and <laughs> yeah. you know we we kind of prided ourselves on being innovators with canned beer and with various flavors like black IPA and session IPA and other things like that and we were like we're not going to do a fruit IPA there's no way we're going to do a fruit IPA yeah yeah and they kept growing and they kept growing and they kept growing and then the hazies came on the scene and we kind of had this moment where we went well wait a minute our watermelon wheat beer hell high watermelon <laughs> has been a staple beer that we've been making for almost 20 years we actually know how to do fruit beer better than anybody else. Let's let's like stand up on a soapbox and beat our chest and be proud sure. of it. And so we took our classic West Coast IPA, which is the Brew Free or Die IPA, which is, you know, one of the kind of OG style of the solid malt backbone, a lot of kettle hop bitterness and um and then a lot of good dry hop aroma and we did the same process that we use with our watermelon, but mm-hmm. we use fresh blood orange puree. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, we get that nice um orange aroma and we mixed up the dry hops a little bit so that we would we put some mosaic in there on that one so we sure. sort of accentuate maybe a little bit of that tangerine character that you get from that. But yeah. um glad you like it and i hope it works it it is good we crazy hop guys are just arrogant enough to think that we (laughs) we've got a hop that can give you that flavor and uh but uh yeah i mean it depends on the uh occasion uh there are some uh good beer i know for our uh one of our uh charity beers that we collaborate with bale breaker where they make that mango ipa that uh is a is a real nice uh, beer, and uh, so is the Blood Orange uh, Brew Free or Die. It's a great beer. And then how about Excellent. Tasty? Uh, this is more of a it's a seasonal, I guess. Is that right, Nico? Yeah, it's actually um, it was a limited release beer that we put out in the summer of 2017. Um, with uh, we've got a local home brewer whose name is Mike McDowell. And he's kind of legendary a guy. He's on the Brewing Network regularly, and he's mm-hmm. won a lot of national homebrew awards. But his nickname is Tasty, Tasty McDowell. <laughs> and so, um, and he's kind of uh, he's kind of Ben Franklin-ish in look. So, so I was going to ask, uh, is that Ben Franklin on the can, or is that Mike? It's Ben Franklin. The original can was Tasty, 
um, you know, who's your typical uh, white pasty beer guy? Uh, no, you know, no offense to tasty, but kind of kind of Benjamin Franklin esque. And we thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did sort of a um, um, American Beauty, the movie American Beauty <laughs> yeah, style sure. image with Tasty lying naked in a bed of hops, you know, basically making like a snow angel in a bed of hops. Yeah. So the original label was actually um, a drawing of Tasty, um, and his son does these. He's got a sticker that he that he puts on. It's kind of his moniker wherever he goes, or you'll see you'll see it on brewery refrigerators all over the yep. country. Yep. Um, and it's like a cartoon drawing of Tasty, and. Um, and so it was kind of done in that style, and we thought, you know, we, we think we're really funny. We're, we think we're real clever guys. So. Well, the, the, the we two cans we've got in, in front of us and looking on your website, they, you know, uh, they're great uh, graphic designs oh, on your cans. They really are. I have Yeah, thank you. If you have Yeah, a... I mean, when we when we started doing cans, there uh, we were one of the first craft breweries on the West Coast to do cans. That's right, yeah. And... You know, our designer was pushing, like, hey, you guys, you have this opportunity because you have all this real estate to tell this story mm -hmm. rather than just a three-by-three three or four-by-four, four, you know, glass bottle label. Mm -hmm. And so let's do something fun with it, and let's do something different, and let's push the boundaries. And that's kind of how we came up with this whole series of American iconic images, um, dead presidents, et cetera. Uh, but we kind of put our own fun twist on it. <laughs> Excuse me. So we had Tasty in this bed of hops. And the beer was so good, and it's sort of a newer style with a lot of late hop additions, rather than some rather than the kettle hop additions. Mm -hmm. A lot of late hop additions, a lot of dry hops, including including some cryo in there, and um, so really a smoother, rounder hop profile, different malt uh, structure. And we liked that beer so much that when we when it came around to uh, last year with the seasonal, we do watermelon as our six month seasonal, and then mm -hmm. we had two two additional seasonals after that. And it's really hard with seasonals to, to uh, make the transition from one into the other and to kind of thread that needle and make sure you don't have your, you know, your Christmas beer out on the shelf after January and that you don't have your winter lager or whatever it is out on the shelf when the weather starts getting nice. Right. So we thought, well, maybe we have this six-month watermelon that does so well. Maybe we should do a six-month winter beer. Mm -hmm. And we immediately thought of Tasty because we're like, look – it's an IPA. People love IPAs. You can drink this, you know, at Christmas time, at Thanksgiving, with food, at parties in the winter. It doesn't matter. And so we wanted to bring the design a little bit back into our family a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So we kind of ran with the imagery of Tasty on, you know, and making the snow angel in the bed of hops. And we decided <laughs> Ben Franklin would be a perfect kind of. Uh, substitute That's and um, harken back to that same imagery. So yeah. the the original drawing was a fully naked Ben Franklin <laughs> with maybe uh, a course, strategically placed hop cone. Maybe yeah. Well, yeah. The, he had the strategically placed hops, but it was really kind of scary. It was like <laughs> this fat white man with long hair naked in the hops. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. So we put pants on him. He's still shirtless, but we did put pants on yeah. him. And. Um, so yeah, that's our winter seasonal now. So we uh, pretty much stopped shipping that in March. So I apologize because you probably found a sample that is um, not the freshest version. And obviously, with an IPA, we want that to be a fresh version. It's but, still good. It's still good. Yeah, so. Mike, I'm thinking. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I'm, we use a lot more tropical hops in that. Um, we put a lot of uh, we have Calypso and Equinot both in the um, flavor and dry hop. We've got a little Azaka in there as well. So we're going for more. And, you know, the body is more of a dry, lighter color than our brew-free IPA. And then we're going for more of that tropical fruit in the um, 
flavor and aroma. I'm, I'm thinking a beer with the name Tasty is just crying for some Sabro hops. That's right. You know, we, we named mm-hmm. that variety at, at Sabro kind of short for Sabroso, yeah. which which means, ah. I think, Tasty. Yeah. Tastes good. So, yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's do you have do you have cryo in this one uh, as well, Nico? Do you know on the in the tasty? We have some Simcoe cryo in there. Yeah, because it, it, I'm not trying to pitch it, but we've we've been hearing that uh, having cryo because you have less vegetative and it actually does extend the shelf life a little bit. And I'm just wondering if that might be why it it still tastes. I mean, it was probably it's well made, but I just wonder if it helped extend the shelf life just a little bit. So anyway. Well, it's it's it is extremely well made, um, but no, I, 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 that's a good that's a good a comment. I don't know, it's a good observation. That's that's um, something to look into. But um, it's good to know that 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 cryo in there would help to preserve that. Yeah, I mean, we've got guys that are much more knowledgeable about brewing than than, than I am. But uh, yeah, they were just saying, you know, if you if you think about the concentrated lupulin component within the cryo, and therefore you don't have all of the vegetative, you don't have the bracton there. That is the part that theoretically uh, does cause beer to start, you know, deteriorating quality after a certain period of time. Anyway, it's it's a great beer. Uh, you've got all of these um, different motifs with the presidents. Are, were there any? Do you know? Were there any presidents that were home brewers? There had to well, have been. They did uh, wine. Yeah. I know yeah. they did wine. But. Well, George Washington was a big brewer. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, he made beer on his plantation, as did Thomas Jefferson. Um, so there's two right there. Sam Adams, of course, wasn't a president, but we all know he was a brewer. I mean, I think John Adams, I think all those guys made beer at home back in those days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've, I've actually heard of some brewers or historians that have recreated some of George Washington's old homebrew recipes. Um, but, you know, they would have been... He would pre- have had cherry puri to that, I'm imagining, if he was making a homebrew, so... <laughs> Yeah. Every beer he made was a cherry beer. That's yeah, exactly. He cut down these trees and he had all these <laughs> cherries he had to use. No, I mean, I think they actually used a lot of local fruits and vegetables. They used a lot of pumpkin. They yep. used a lot of brown sugar. They used probably a lot of molasses. Um, they would have used, you know, some of the other. Whatever was around. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, whatever was around. Um, and they probably would have been kind of brownish beers for the most part yeah. yep. uh, i wasn't quite old enough to drink back then so i don't remember trying any of them but uh, <laughs> well do you remember when the 21st amendment was a re- repealed you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah was... you remember that day right when yeah, you did the march course. in the street yeah, yeah. we want so beer. you know it, you bring up a good uh, a good point with the sabro because our our goal is to kind of make this a rotating uh, hop featured beer so mm-hmm. we're going to change up the hops when we start brewing this again later on this season and uh, so Sabro sounds like a great idea to stick in there. Awesome. Tasty, made with tasty yeah. hops. Uh, Nico, I know you're up, and I'm sorry I don't know everybody because I've I've only been here a couple of years, but you certainly buy enough hops from us that I'm sure you must come up for selection and spend time here um, picking your hops in, in the Yakima Valley. You know, I, I'm embarrassed to say I have never been to the hop selection. Mm. I'm sort of, uh, I originally was the restaurant guy when we opened our mm-hmm. group hub back in 2000. Yep. So, you know, for the first 10 years, I'm stuck behind the bar and behind the host stand and at the at the food line, making sure yep. that everything runs on time. And Sean, who's my business partner and our brewmaster, Sean O'Sullivan, you know, he gets to have all the fun and oh, okay. make the beer and go up to uh, right. Yakima. Well, now you so got a been... legitimate reason to come up and see <laughs> us this year. You've been on the, the world-famous podcast, you know, where we've yeah. got 
No, but Nico's probably got to stay in the Bay Area to watch the Giants uh, playoff run uh, this <laughs> September. So. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think we have to worry about that this year. So it's uh, the, maybe this year would be a great time to come up. It's yeah. the curse of the odd year, Nico. I mean, for crying out loud, the the Giants I, just seemed in that odd year just to have yep. it's a down year. And I'm, I'm a Giants fan myself. I, I grew up before uh, – the Seattle Mariners were even in existence, and so uh, you're just doubly pained this year, aren't I, you? Well, I usually well, am. Uh, we were almost almost equally bad last year, and last year was the even year. So yeah, I yeah. think we're beyond that comparison now. Yeah, and this is Bruce uh, Bruce Bochy's last year, I think. And yeah. I love him as a man. You talk about a guy. Yeah. You look a baseball right. guy in the dictionary, and his picture's got to be there. Yeah. Just this tough old catcher that. Uh, yeah. Kind of yeah. waddles out to the mound, yep. points to his left hand or right hand to bring in a new pitcher, and uh, yep. I just love that guy. He's beloved around here. I mean, he's done, obviously, so much for the Giants and um, had such an incredible run, and just all those World Series runs mm-hmm. where, he's, where he made those moves he made was, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, incredible. Uh, the the series with uh, Baumgartner doing absolutely everything as yeah. just right. one individual ever being the most uh, truly most valuable player of a series. Yep, that was it. Yeah, absolutely, he's uh, yeah. you know he's having a bit of. I mean, he's, his records off this year. His ERA is actually still really good. It's just he's not mm-hmm. getting the run support. Yeah, he yeah. was out over the weekend looking for balls in the ocean. Somebody was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's he may he's he's got to be trade bait this year, um, uh, just because of where their Giants are in their in their their cycle. Do you have do you have any idea what the the farm team looks like? Do they got does it look like it's going to be promising anytime soon? Or it or does. Is that it actually looks really good. I was just looking at an article in the in the San Jose Mercury News about the the team down there, and they've got three uh, three guys from from the Latin American some some of. Latin American teams, and I think all three of them hit homers in the last few days. But they're just—they've just come up, and they're just killing it. Nice. So they've got a lot of young talent that's uh, that's waiting in the wings. Um, pitchers, I don't know, but at least they've got some hitting potentially coming up. Thank God. Yeah. And are, are you from the Bay Area originally, Nico? Is that where you grew up, or did you uh, move out after being someplace else? I actually grew up in New England. So okay. we used to go to Fenway Park when I was a kid. We, we I grew up in Portland, Portland mm-hmm. Maine area. Okay. And I remember many, many, not, my mother was a big baseball fan. Her She she grew up in Pittsburgh, so her dad used to take her to the Pirates games all the time. Yep. And then um, I remember many nights where my mother would throw us in the back of the station wagon and drive the two hours down to Fenway Park and nice. go to the night games and yep. sit there in the back and look at the big Coca-Cola sign and then drive back home in the dark. Yep. We're going to be there next week, yep. right, Mike? We're going yeah. out to home brew, and we're going to get time to watch at least one game at Fenway. So. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah, That's we're uh, This year's home brew conference is in, in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we've got a... We've got a pretty big presence. We've we've uh, you know with all of these uh, these nice IPA style hops, uh, you know we've got quite a few that are going into the home brews, and uh, we've got a new one uh, this year that's uh, the world the world premiere for a blend that uh, Steve came up with. Oh uh, yeah, wow. it's it's exciting. I, I get to be there and uh, uh, and uh, talk to home brewers and uh, find out what uh, what they think this blend is going to do to their beer. <laughs> Or with their beer, uh, I should so what's say. The, what's the flavor profile so, on this? So, so we took some uh, some Oregon Fuggles and we combined them with some Oregon Nuggets and then threw in some Washington Clusters. 
maybe little Idaho clusters as well. And mm-hmm. so the name of the blend is Cluster Fugget. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great name, but I don't know whether you're you're. Uh, <laughs> Whether this is a joke and you guys are, um, it's well, not, it's not you can, a joke. You can buy it. A, <laughs> you can you can buy it two ounces at a time, yeah. uh, Nico. So and, and I'm awesome. I, I love it. I'm not Buster. sure I can take a hundred percent credit <laughs> for coming up with it, but uh, we like to have fun here. Uh, that's if you can't have fun doing what you're doing, why do it? And so we're going to have a little fun at the homebrew conference next week, uh, getting this blend out what? to our friends and the homebrew community. Well, they're going to love that. They're going to love that hop. They're going to love trying it. I want to try it now. Well, you know, everybody does their own labels, right? And so whether it's uh, Steve's Cluster Fugget or Mike's Cluster Fugget <laughs> or Nico's Cluster Fugget, you put it on a beer and give it to your friends, you're going to have fun with that. That's so. right. A lot of times a lot of times when you're making home brew, it turns into one of those. So um, <laughs> That's true. We'll, yeah. we'll have some fun with it and uh, hopefully uh, keep it keep it light and fun. Yeah, and what we actually do have, uh, to legitimately, we do have some of that beer on tap. It actually, you know, if you're a good brewery, you can make a good beer out of anything. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's. We've got a nice. I think it's a sessionable, if I remember right, that we're brewing. But it'll be on tap out at Homebrew Con in Providence, so people will be able oh, to try. Oh, we have it. some cluster fugged beer there. Oh too. yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're well, yeah. You so can how, make beer. How out do I get- how do I get my hands on some of that? Enough of that to do a five-gallon homebrew. We will no, We will send you a couple of packets of that, uh, Nico. No worries. We'll send you some down. It's on its way, Nico. I will do that. It sounds like a good boat to brew and sip on the boat later on this summer. You yeah. can you can take it and uh, you can put it on a picture of a James Buchanan uh, can or something like that. You can figure <laughs> out who your worst uh, who our worst president is and. This is our cluster William, fug adversity. Uh, <laughs> William, yeah, William Henry Harrison, oh, yeah. or um, yeah, somebody that basically nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. The, the James Garfield. It special. just <laughs> there you go. It just sounds like a um, a great name for a beer and a great hop for a lighter pale ale that's got a lot of hop aroma and flavor, but isn't too it's too big in the ABV that you could just. Sit, sit there on the houseboat and enjoy a couple while you're You've got it. You've got, you, you can really drink it if you're watching the Giants or the Mariners this year and go, just, that's just a cluster yeah, it, it would be mm-hmm. a very appropriate beer for <laughs> the That's Mariners. a good point. But then yeah. you've got to make it strong so you can put yourself on the <laughs> well, you, you follow it up with some of your tasties or, or something else here, you know. So. Yeah. Or just chase it with some tequila. <laughs> there you go. There's always that. Um, but yeah. Nico, you guys have been around. You said what, almost twenty years, right? So you're one of the early pioneers uh, for craft in the, in the in the Bay Area, right? It's funny. I mean, yeah, when we opened our little brew pub in San Francisco, there was only eight breweries in the in San Francisco and a couple of the surrounding cities like Oakland. But uh, obviously, Anchor was the granddaddy, mm-hmm. um, and then the San Francisco Brewing Company, which had been open. You know, at that time for over 10 years, um, and my business partner, Sean, was working at Triple Rock over in Berkeley, which is, I think, the first brew pub in Northern California, opened in, like, 1986. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, we opened in 2000, so 19 years this summer, and I remember thinking at the time, boy, we've already missed the the curve. We're too late to the game. Um, yep. All these breweries have already opened, and a bunch of them kind of went out of business after the mid '90s when we had that little shakeout. Yep, and I was yep, like, yep. "Ah, darn it, we're late to the party." <clears throat> that was in 2000. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there were 1,200 breweries in America when we opened. <laughs> and so you guys all know. Yeah. You guys all know the rest of the story and where we are today with yep. 7,500 or some something breweries. Almost 1,000 breweries in California. Just shy of 1,000 breweries in California today. That, that wow. is amazing. Uh, to, yep. No, it's, you know, from our side, obviously, we're happy to see um, uh, breweries continuing to open and uh and, and consuming the hops our farmers are growing we, we we've expanded quite a bit overseas and um, we're, we're now we're now exporting uh, a little bit over 30 percent of all of our hops so mm. it's, it's growing globally as well and uh, you know we we talk a lot in the U.S. about the export of uh, you know Hollywood or social media for better or worse or Boeing airplanes or soybeans but American style craft beer is actually a pretty good export item if you if you define it as an entire category and it's really catching on around the world and it's not just the beers it's the style of uh, the industry and that that sense of being local in a community and everything that goes with it. Uh, Nico, you guys started a revolution and it's uh, it's spreading across the globe yep. and it's keeping us busy trying to keep up. Well, thank you. That's good to hear. We actually stood on the shoulders of giants ourselves, but um, boy, we we've seen the industry go through obviously a lot of change. But you know, this has been the golden age of craft beer, and it'll be remembered as the golden age of craft beer. You yep. know, from 2005 probably until 2015, at least that 10-year period. Yep, mm-hmm. that was the that was the huge leap forward. So. Yeah. Now, now it's a more steady, but it still still feels good. I mean, S- Steve, uh, you know, sp- speaking of, you know, we've been out and about in the last couple of days again, seeing the hops, and uh, yeah, give a little update what, what you're seeing out there. Yeah, the the crop is coming along, um, as we've talked about on the podcast before. The the uh, having snow on the ground March 20th here in the valley uh, put us a little behind the eight ball in terms of catching up and. And getting the uh, the roots dug and cut and and propagated so that we could you know meet the demand for varieties like uh, Citra and Mosaic and some of these other ones. Um, but uh, you know, uh, despite the fact that we're a little bit behind, there's still a lot of growing season mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent most of the last couple of days kind of updating our uh, acreage report and our internal crop projections and whatnot. Um, I think we put enough buffer in on the acreages that we're we're going to be able to take care of all of our customers. I mean, that's our prime goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody contracts with us, we want to be able to deliver. Yep. And I think we'll be okay there. I'd like to see the, especially the baby citra, a little bit farther along than they yep. are right now. Yep. But um, in these last couple of days, and, and looking into the forecast next week, you know, where we get down into the very low 50s at night and mm-hmm. mid 70s, and almost no humidity. I mean, you can see f- the greatest views of Rainier and Adams, at least since I've been here. Yep. I think just this almost perfectly lack of haze out there. Does that have an impact one way or another? And yet yep. we've got sunny skies. Does that have an impact the on the sun? Sunshine's important. I mean, that's what drives the uh, photosynthetic process and whatnot. Yep. But we really need some heat units this time of the year. There's plenty of water, mm-hmm. plenty of moisture around those little plants. We just need some heat to, to pop them and, and get them as far up the twine as possible before... Uh, they start blooming here in a couple of weeks. It's hard to believe that uh, the bloom season is, is right in front of us, but here it is already, and we'll be harvesting those little buggers before we know it. Two months comes up quickly. You know, we were talking about that in our <coughs> department manager's meeting yesterday is how fast, uh, you know, you think you work all year to get through it, and then you think you're resting, and all of a sudden, like, geez, it's coming up real mm-hmm. quick again. So. Yep. The, uh, 
we're at the mercy of the schedule of the hops. Yep. And uh, when they're ready, we got to be ready too because uh, it's important to get uh, that crop in, get them into cold storage, and get them in the pellet as soon as possible. Yep. Well, so if you get a lot of if you get a lot of hot weather uh, coming up in July, does that help? Um, it, does it, that help yeah, accelerate that it, that process? It it doesn't accelerate the ripening because hops are kind of a day length sensitive plant. They're going to bloom, uh, start blooming at that longest day. That's kind of the trigger that says, okay, start making cones. Uh, so our picking dates don't vary any more than a day or two either way. Uh, regardless of uh, a great example, you know, two hops you're used to, Citra and Mosaic, their maturity date is about the same every year. They just have two distinctively different routes to it. Citra will bloom a fairly short period of time, and uh, whatever you got, that's what your crop load's going to be. Mosaic, those things will bloom from about uh, the 4th of July all the way through the month of July and just keep growing right through <laughs> the bloom period. And uh, so, uh, but the bottom line is they are all harvested about the same time and uh, put demands on our production systems to get them in the pellet and uh, uh, preserve the quality so that our customers, like 21st Amendment, can make great beer. Yeah. Well, Nico, Great. thank you uh, very much for taking time to chat with us today. We really enjoyed it and uh, love your beer and uh, keep on doing all that you've been doing for the last 19 years. And uh, you got to come up and see us in Yakima this Absolutely. year. Uh, come up and see us during the harvest yep. season. It's uh, pretty special. And, and Nico, yeah. whether, whether you're making beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but great hops. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, appreciate your making the great hops, and as long as you make them, we'll use them. Awesome. All right. Take great care. Day. You too. All right. Thanks a lot.